to Season 2 of Granite State Golfers with Micah. I am an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. Hey everyone, I hope you are getting some golf in amidst all the rain. I am ready for a break from this weather. I thought it would be interesting to see what is happening in some of our neighboring states. Most state am tournaments are held in July, and I recently spoke with Bryson Richards, who just won his second Vermont state am title. As you will hear, Bryson got into golf at a very early age and has not stopped playing. He currently plays for the University of Rhode Island where Brandon Gillis also plays, who won the New Hampshire State Am title last summer. Bryson talks about his victory and how he played. We talk about what is in his bag, and for any gearheads out there, we cover the full shaft specs. We also talk about his plans for golf and turning professional after college. The New Hampshire State Am just wrapped up, and I'm hoping to speak with the winner, Jack Pepin, soon, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the conversation with Bryson. Hi, Bryson. Welcome to Granite State Golfers, and thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up, and when did you start playing golf? I uh, So I grew up in the Northeast Kingdom, so northern northern Vermont. Um, I picked up the game very young. Uh, I lived right down the street from my grandparents. Uh, so when my parents were going to work, they would drop me off with my grandpa and my grandmother, and they would babysit me. You know, even before I could walk, my grandpa would bring me out to the golf course and I would just watch him, you know, hit shots and he'd, he'd push me around a little little baby carriage. Um, and by the time I could stand up, you know, I had a club in my hand, um, kind of just copying what him and my dad were doing. And then by the time I turned five, uh, he they entered me into a U.S. Kids event and uh, in Boston and that and it stuck. I played, you know, I I fell in love with it right away. I met some pretty cool friends and uh yeah, just just started playing tournaments from there. Wow, I, I gather you you probably play. Where did you go to high school? And I assume you played on the high school golf team. Yeah, so I went to so I moved um, when I was in kindergarten up to like Central Vermont. Um, so I went to U thirty two high school. Yeah, I played I played high school golf. I played basketball as well. I played you know AAU mini metro high school ball that stuff. So golf wasn't my only my only sport, but I did I played high school golf. Yeah. Yeah. How was your golf team in high school? Uh. It was it was like my senior year. We had a uh, we had a pretty cool group because my brother was a freshman, um, so I got to play with him. And then two sets of twins who were were pretty good. Um, and then my brother's best friend also, you know, was in the lineup. Uh, you know, we only played nine old matches. A um, lot of high forties, low fifties. But again, golf wasn't isn't still isn't the the biggest sport up here. Um, but we we won a couple events. Um, Played in states all four years, so we had a, we had a good time. Yeah, good. When when did you figure out that you were wanting to pursue golf? You know, when you were leaving high school and that you wanted to play in college. Yeah, I uh, I fell in love with the game pretty early. Again, it was that and basketball were the two things I played. Um, but I, you know, freshman year of high school, you know, I had a couple good couple good tournaments and uh, started seeing the college coaches show up a little bit. Um, and that was kind of when my mind, I, like I said, I love basketball. My mind kind of switched fully to golf at that point. You know, it was, it was cool being, you know, 15, 16 years old and 
playing in the Challenge Cup event and seeing seeing the college coaches out there. It's kind of uh, that kind of shifted my mentality towards wanting to play college golf. Yeah. Tell me about the Challenge Cup. I'm not familiar with that. It was uh so Dave Adamonis runs it. Uh, basically, it was a all the all the New England guys played in that. Um, you know, obviously, you, you talked to Brandon last year. He was a star on that. Um, you know, Chatfield, Davis Chatfield now, who's on on Corn Ferry Tour, Patrick Welch, who was killing it at Oklahoma. So a lot of good players went through Challenge Cup. And up in up in New England, like there weren't many AJGAs and that kind of stuff. So to have that was was pretty cool. And they had they had events weekly. So they they killed it with that. So as high school goes along, how did you narrow down what school you wanted to go to for college? So I wasn't um I wouldn't say I was heavily recruited. Um, I saw Coach Burke. He was kind of the first that uh, showed up for me. That was freshman, sophomore year. Um, and I could tell that he was interested from the start. And I didn't get a ton of uh, other attention until up to the point where I was ready to commit. So in junior year. But I had taken a couple visits prior to URI. Um, but the second I came to URI, I took two visits there. And I kind of fell in love with the whole program there, the guys on the team. So I knew by end of junior year that that's kind of the place I wanted to go. Um, I had a couple other options. I know that I spoke with UConn a bit um, and a couple other schools, uh, all New England stuff. Um, but I kind of fell in love with URI from the start. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, as you mentioned, I spoke to Brandon Gillis last year after he won the stadium. I know he's a teammate of yours at URI. And I know there's some other uh, New Hampshire golfers who uh, over the years who have gone to URI and it's in, it's interesting to URI seems to attract uh, really good golfers out of other New England states. Yeah and I uh, coach does a, a really good job he from the time that I've been there he's recruited some really good athletes um, I think that plays a plays a pretty uh, pretty pivotal part in that um, and again there aren't there aren't a ton of you know there are division one schools in and in, uh, in New England but there aren't there aren't as much as there is in the South. So you kind of look at, you know, obviously coach and the guys over at UConn and, and Boston college and that they're all competing for those new England guys. And it's kind of just, you know, the top players in junior golf that want to stay in new England, they're all picking between the, you know, those three, four schools. Yeah. So, uh, how many, how much more time do you have at URI? What year will you be next year? So I just graduated, but I'm going back for my COVID year, my fifth year. Okay. Um, so this will be my last year. Yep. Got it. Um, and how did your team do this year? I know that I believe you got named to the, uh, ping all, all, all Northeastern team. We, uh, yeah, we played well this year. Um, we only had six guys, which was not by, not by choice, which that was kind of odd. Um, we had, you know, a, a kid on our team named Andrew who struggled with injury a little bit. So we were really playing with five guys for a long time. Um, you know, it's tough when guys, you know, aren't playing well. Um, to kind of pack it up on the road each week and go play when there's really no time to practice. And with five guys, that's not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, but we had a couple of good finishes. Uh, we played well in some big events down at Penn state. We played well, um, struggled in conference a little bit, but we're excited to get back at it uh, in the fall. Yeah. Super. Well, let's talk about your big win in the Vermont stadium recently. As I understand it, this is your second stadium title. You won it in 2021. You've also had a couple runner-ups in recent years, so your your name's always at the top of the leaderboard in the last handful of years. This year, the tournament was held at your home course, so that that must be both exciting and maybe a little bit more expectation. So we'll we'll hear about that. And 
first for those who may be a little bit more familiar, people who listen to this show about the New Hampshire Stadium, which is taking place this week, actually, with the final match taking place right now, bit of a different format than what you guys do. Can you describe the format for the Vermont Stadium? Yeah, so it's 72-hole stroke play, and I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. We might be the only state that is uh, – or I don't know. I know Maine is also stroke play. So we're the, the only – one of the only states that does a full stroke play event. Okay. Uh, which is cool. But it's uh, it's 72 holes, which, again, we don't get to play too often. So Yeah. And how are you – how are you feeling going into the tournament about your game and how are you feeling about the tournament being held at your home course? Uh, I was, I was super excited. Obviously there's a little added expectation, you know, when you're, when it's at your home course. Um, I had played in a, a few things, but prior to, um, prior to the Vermont Am, I, I played okay in the Vermont open. Um, but I felt like my game was in a good place, you know, working on the ground screen here, the, uh, the, the buildup was maybe exaggerated a little bit too. But I was just really excited. The week before, I was really excited to just get things going. I felt like my game was in a good place. Yeah. You end up uh, winning by five shots. You end up uh, shooting nine under par across the four days. What? Um, tell me some highlights about the rounds. Were there any particular rounds where uh, that really stood out for you or certain holes? How were you feeling coming down the stretch on the last day? Yeah, I, I really felt to start, I kind of felt like I was stuck in the mud. Um, you know, I was talking to you know, my coach and some teammates about this, but it's odd playing your home course um, in a tournament setting. You're kind of used to trunk slamming and going to the first tee and, you know, playing and shooting a couple under every time. Um, and when it comes to tournament golf, it's just not not that way. You're thinking a little bit more. Um, so I kind of made some mistakes that I don't usually make around here, those first couple rounds. Um, but going into Thursday, um, I kind of had – a pretty solid game plan of what I wanted to do, how I was going to play the golf course. Um, obviously in, in stroke play that, or, uh, in tournament play, that's different than what I would be when I normally come up here and play casually. But yeah, I just set a couple goals Thursday or uh, Wednesday night and, uh, tried to stick to those. Um, you know, I, I thought that the third round was super steady. I think I was, you know, I shot four under, I think it was just five, five birdies and a bogey just really, really steady golf, gave myself looks on the holes that I needed to birdied the birdied the easy ones and, and par the tough ones. And then going in the final round, um, again, kind of off to a slow start. Um, and then it wasn't until the ninth hole where I had made a birdie yet. I was one over through eight and I chipped in on nine that kind of, kind of broke the, broke the seal there. Um, you know, I made, made four bogeys on the, on or four birdies on the back nine, um, that kind of sealed it for me. Wow, that's a strong finish. Did you have a caddy in the tournament? I did. I had my high school basketball coach, actually. Oh, cool. That's yep. nice. Tell me, I've not been to the Country Club of Barry, so tell me, uh, in those who haven't played it, what's the course like? It's uh, it's your pretty standard New England golf. Um, there's uh, there's some you know hills and stuff on the back nine. Uh, it's about sixty six hundred yards. We've added some new tees the last couple of years. Um, it's fairly tight. Greens are small and undulating again, fitting to new England. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to make easy to make some mistakes around here, but if you're striking it well, you'll have, have a lot of birdie looks. Yeah. So you mentioned you're on the grounds crew. Uh, what were you doing? Uh, what do you usually do out there? And what do you, what were you doing there this morning? Little, a uh, little bit of everything. Uh, I mowed greens this morning, uh, but the week leading up to it, it was a lot of just making sure the greens were ready to go. We were mowing fairways every night, but uh, we cut twice a day, um, rolled greens twice a day. 
Um, so we got them, we got them nice and quick for the tournament. Yep. I understand you play lefty. Yeah. And, um, tell me about your game. What are some of the strengths of your game and what do you, what's something you're working on this summer? I, uh, I've always been, I always felt like I've been a great wedge player. Um, distance control with the mid irons down, I think is, has always been a strong suit of mine. Um, I'm a pretty streaky putter. Um, when they go in, they go in frequently, but I, you know, there are times where it goes, it goes cold. So that's definitely an area for improvement. I definitely need to improve driving the ball. Um, but I also, again, it's streaky. I'll, I'll drive it well, um, sometimes, but then sometimes it goes. So it's really just, I have to start managing my bat a little bit better with the putter and the driver. Um, but my iron game is great. Um, I think my wedges are a strong suit. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you've got another year at URI. What are you thinking about for golf when you get out of college? So the plan as of now is obviously I'll play my fifth year. Um, and then I'm going to stay am for that summer. I think that where the amateur game is heading right now um, is phenomenal with obviously in the bigger stuff that you're looking at PGA Tour U and what they're giving out for exemptions in the elite am series, um, you know, throughout the summer. There's no rush for me to turn pro. I will turn in the in the fall, um, but I'm going to see what I can do that that summer and uh, build up some confidence and uh, for for when I turn pro in the fall. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's talk about what's in the bag. Uh, let's start with driver. Go through the bag. What are you currently playing? Yeah, so uh, right now I actually had the uh, the TSR for driver. I'll start with driver. Had the TSR, um, and then you know the day before the AM, I actually caved the face in which was not, not great. So I only hit, I put my old driver back in play and hit, uh, I think I hit four drivers and 72 holes around here. Um, well, we'll yeah, make so now, sure that Titleist gets a copy of this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but right now I, I took a, uh, a stealth two plus from the shop and I have the, uh, Fuji gear Atmos, the black six X in there. Um, and then three wood I'm in the stealth plus as well. Um, 15 degrees. Then I have the Tory d uh bb 8x in there and then my favorite club in the bag is actually a tailor-made sldr five wood 19 degrees it's old um absolutely love it it's got the tory d hd atx in there and then for my irons i go four iron through nine iron uh and the title is 620 mb and then just standard bulky wedges 48 to uh to 60 and then uh in the putter i go uh, Peretti Potenza, um, too. I just got that like a few months ago and I absolutely love it. Cool. What do you play for a ball? Uh, I'm in the Pro V1, standard Pro V1. Yep. And how do you mark your ball? I usually go black line and then depending on the day, I'll, I'll switch up the color. I put an X on it next to the number. This next section I call gimme short, little, uh, um, seemingly straightforward questions. What's your, Favorite course in Vermont. Now, if you feel you need to say your home course, that's cool. If so, pick another course too. Yeah, I mean, the obvious answer is here. Um, but I have to go with Equanic, uh, which is down in Manchester, which is a phenomenal golf course. Yeah, I've not I've heard that. I've not played that course. T- tell me what that course is like. It's uh it's I've only played it once. We had the state am there, I guess five or six years ago now. Um super, super private. Um, it's not really a place you can just go, go and get on, got to know somebody who knows someone to get on there. Um, but the, uh, again, courses, 
pretty similar to all the courses around here as far as yardage wise. Um, but the conditions are so pristine. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, next question that you've already answered just to confirm. So your favorite club in your bags, your five wood. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. And you, how long have you had that one? Uh, I actually got it as an experiment about a year ago. Um, I had never really played a five wood before and I put that in again. It was an old, I got it off eBay, old, you know, slider head, uh, it was brand new, but I got it for like $45 and put it in to try. And the second I put it in, I just fell in love with it. So, yeah. And what, what did that club replace for you? Uh, I've kind of bounced around between a hybrid and driving iron forever. Um, really struggled with like finding a good club to get in the par fives and the long par threes. Um, but then also having something that I could comfortably hit off tees really just didn't like a hybrid off tees. And then, you know, the hybrid, the driving iron wasn't forgiving from the fairway. So that yeah. filled that nice gap for me. Yeah, Nice. Um, I'm sure I definitely do not hit it as far as you, but my, my one thing that I love right now is my seven wood, which you see more and more people on the tour doing. And some of the people I've talked to on the podcast and, yeah, there's just uh, being able to get the height up on some of these longer approach shots and the long part threes is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, multiple choice here. If you could choose between just a crush driver, a flush six iron, or making a long putt, which of those three are you taking? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I have to go making a long putt. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing like making a making a long putt for Brady. Those are nice. Scaling yeah. one. Um, do you have a favorite player on the PGA and or LPGA tour that you like a lot right now? I think the obvious answer is Tiger. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously I obviously love Tiger, but I have to go Justin Thomas. I love his game. I think he's one of the guys, one of the select few guys out there who can work it both ways is super creative and, you know, we're, we're the exact same height and he hits it a lot farther than I do. And I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And is there a course on your bucket list? What's at the top of your bucket list for a couple courses, you know, anywhere that you've not played that you'd love to play? I think uh, I would love to play Pine Valley in New Jersey. I think that would be pretty sweet. And obviously, uh, obviously Augusta. Yeah. Uh, Playing that, especially in the Masters would be incredible. Yeah. Let's let's think about where. So here we are, mid-July. Let's think about the rest of the season what goals and or tournaments do you have for the rest of the year that you're looking forward to? Yeah. So I'm headed, headed South tomorrow, um, to play my USAM qualifier at Ledgemont. Um, and then I leave from there to go straight to New England AM back up in Maine. Um, so the next four or five days are going to be pretty busy. Um, you know, as far as goals go, I would love, love to get in the USAM. I've been close a couple of times. Um, so I'd love to kind of break through the ice there and, and get into that. Um, and then it's going to be all systems go towards, you know, our fall semester. So, yeah. Where's the New England Am this year in Maine? Uh, it's at the Woodlands. Okay. I believe it's in Portland. I'm not sure. I've never been up there. So. And tell me a little bit about that tournament and who, who, who is attracted to play in that tournament? Uh, it's been a good field the last few. I think Caleb's in it this year. Uh, Manuel who just won the, uh, won the main stadium um i haven't seen the rest of the field i'm not i'm not sure who's in it um but it's always been a super solid event and a good one for the new england guys at the end of the summer before yeah. uh before. yeah um and just to wrap up 
you know, as you mentioned, you know, you were, you had a golf club in your hand, you know, from the get go, uh, and you've been around the game, you've excelled at a very high level and you've got, you know, big plans for the future. What is it about the game of golf for you that you're so drawn to? Why do you love this game so much? I think, I think the coolest part about it is that kind of everything's on you. Um, it's definitely an added pressure. Um, but when you're doing well, um, it gives, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's different because, um, you know, you want to, uh, I love the, I love the competitive aspect of it for sure. Um, but again, competing by yourself, I mean, obviously there are certain times where you have a caddy out there, but competing by yourself is something about it. Um, is just the coolest part of me. I mean, I love team sports, um, but being out there by yourself, trying to figure out things on your own and, and that aspect of it, I love. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Bryson. I really enjoyed talking with you and wish you well. Congratulations on your second Vermont Stadium title and wish you well with your remaining tournaments this season. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and LGLG. LG.